Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back to the Pony Stampede podcast. I am your host, Jordan Hoviditz. Uh Between the time the last podcast was recorded and then published was when USC and UCLA made their surprise announcement that they were leaving the Pac-12 for the Big Ten. Since then, I've kind of been waiting for another domino to fall, uh, so I want to get caught in that same situation. And that really hasn't happened Uh, The closest thing is uh, the report that the possible merger between the Big 12 and the PAC has ended. Uh, So let's kind of go off off of that uh, as being kind of the latest real information. Uh, I think that merger was a worst-case scenario for SMU. Uh, Obviously, there are a lot of things that can happen that can leave SMU out, uh, but that merger was probably the worst one with kind of no secondary follow-up anything for them uh, because really those two conferences would have merged. It would have become a Power Four and no Group of Five team was was going to be pulled up into that Power Five area. So let's kind of go conference by conference. Let's start with the Pac, uh, Pac-10 as it stands right now. Uh, speaking of, I don't think they can stay at 10. I really think they've got to get to at least 12. Um, you look at what the Big 12 was for so many years with only 10 teams. Yes, Oklahoma made the college football playoff, but I think there were years that they probably had a team that was more deserving to be in there. Uh, and the committee didn't see it that way. And a lot of people pointed to it being because they only had 10 teams. Uh, I think the pack will look at that and will not want to hurt their chances of being in the college football playoff conversation uh, because of the number of teams they have. So option one for them is they add two group of five teams. Uh, San Diego State is being floated as one of those. Uh, I think that makes the most sense. It gets them back into Southern California Uh, Now that L.A. is empty, it gives them, uh, especially talking football and men's basketball, two programs that have been pretty good over the years. Uh, Men's basketball probably more so than football, but kind of like we talk about with SMU, put Power 5 attachment to them with where they are now, and I think they can take some giant leaps forward. So, who would that second team be? Um... I think some of the other options, I know, you know, Fresno State's been talked about, Boise State's been talked about, and honestly, the conference has kind of snubbed their nose at their academics. That is good for SMU, being that other team that gives you a high academic school, it gives you a school that has a lot of quality in the Olympic sports, which no, that's not any money amount, but that is something that Uh, The PAC does seem to care about as a conference, and it gives you the Dallas market, 
along with the central time zone. So option one, add two group of five teams. Um, obviously option two is add San Diego State and try and draw a different power five team into it. Obviously no one's, no one's leaving the Big Ten, no one's leaving the SEC. There are too many dollar signs coming their way. ACC's probably locked in. Plus, I'm not sure they're ready to go coast to coast just yet. So that really leaves the Big 12. I think you eliminate a bunch of teams because of academics. Um, a lot of talk of eliminating Baylor because of their ideology. Take that for what you will. Um, there aren't too many fits from the Big 12 to the pack. Uh, TCU is obviously uh, one that kind of gives them similar additions that SMU has to offer along with um, a team that's competed at the Power 5 level before. I'm not sure that that's something TCU would listen to or entertain. Uh, so I'm really not worried about any Big 12 teams leaving uh, for the Pac-12 or Pac-10 as it stands now. Now, you also have to talk about the fact that, yes, there are currently 10 teams in the pack, but will there still be 10 teams in a month, two months, whatever? Uh, obviously, there is the notion that Oregon and Washington want out as kind of the premier schools left. Whether any conference wants to try and do that, they might have to deal with state legislatures wanting to attach Oregon State to Oregon and Washington State to Washington, which makes that a harder place to leave. And then there's also uh, talk about the four corners leaving. That is Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado. The biggest reason for them to leave would be issues within the pack, whether it's money, whether it's instability, and them just kind of wanting to get out now before another move is made that they have less control over. Because really, them moving to the Big 12 is a pretty lateral move. Um, we'll talk about money, though, a little bit later. So now let's talk some Big 12. Big 12 could try to poach some pack teams, aka the Four Corners. I'm sure they'd probably love to have Oregon and or Washington. Now, would they be willing to take Oregon and Oregon State or Washington and Washington State if they can't? those two can't be broken up from each other? Probably not. Because I don't see them distributing money to places that aren't going to have much of a return on that. Again, like I said, I really don't see any Big 12 schools leaving for the pack. If that happens, obviously there's the, will SMU go to the Big 12? The two biggest things would be, well, if TCU's still there, will they continue to quote-unquote block SMU? And even if TCU is gone, does the Big 12 want SMU 
when they have not really shown SMU much respect in their realignment processes over the years. Up next, we shift to the ACC. Um, obviously, a lot of SMU folks really see the school aligning with a lot of the schools in the ACC. Um, it makes sense. Only one time zone over, East Coast, all of that. The problem is the ACC's grant of rights situation. And at the end of the day, that puts the conference in a bad spot. You've had university presidents basically call out ESPN and say, we need to renegotiate this. You guys should want this. We want this. Give us more money and keep us happy. So there's the renegotiation process, which I think will give the conference some more money to divvy up, but do they really want to then add more teams that they have to divvy up to? Probably not. As far as teams leaving the ACC, I don't see that happening because of the cost it would be to leave. I don't think that outweighs where they would be going right now. I think for the most part we're going to see the ACC stand pat until their grant of rights deal is over, or, and what's next, Notre Dame. Notre Dame has a lot of power in some of this shifting. They wielded some of it with an announcement the other day, and we will get to all of that right after this break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Pony Stampede podcast where we dive into Notre Dame and money. Um, Notre Dame made its announcement that it was looking to get $75 million from NBC to remain independent, which pretty much puts the bar at at least $75 million to probably $100 million from a conference uh, to for them to scrap the football independence, and play football in a conference. Uh, obviously, the ACC is one of those conferences hoping that they join uh, since Notre Dame is a member in all other sports and obviously played uh, in the ACC during the weirdness of the 2020 COVID season. Uh, Notre Dame obviously is more likely to get that kind of money from either the Big Ten or the SEC, 
Uh, a lot of it's going to depend on how much NBC cares about staying in the college football game. Um, really, Notre Dame is their strongest link to that. Um, and then some of it's going to depend on if conferences are willing to pony up that money to have Notre Dame play in their co conference, and if there's a possibility that Notre Dame might take a little less than the $100 million to be in a conference and maybe have some of that uh, conference pull for college football playoff. Because, let's be honest, as much as teams care about the college football playoff, right now money is the deciding factor in a lot of this. Including, and this goes back to why those four corner schools might be looking to leave the pack, is because of unequal distribution. Right now, pretty much in every conference, every team gets the same sized slice. Uh, that's just how it goes. Then obviously there's some bonuses for some other stuff. But one thing that has come out from the pack is that there's a chance that the bell cows, the Oregon's, Washington's, Stanford's, and maybe even Cal say, well, we're going to be driving this conference forward. We're keeping it relevant. We're keeping the status. We want bigger slices of the pie than other schools. That's not going to sit well for teams that have been getting the same slice of pie. For a team like SMU joining, I think they would happily say, we'll take less until we prove ourselves. That's fine. But for those four schools that have been getting the same amount, to then start taking less is a bit of a slap in the face, which I understand. I think there are ways to do this well. I think you talk about, you know... Who's really bringing in the money? I think you make the discrepancies as small as possible. I think you leave wiggle rooms for teams being able to earn more. Um, I think the easiest way to do that, obviously, is you get a, you know, set aside a certain amount and bonuses go to teams that make the conference championship game and then an added bonus to a team that wins the conference championship game. Um... You know, I think you can say if you win this many games or make this many conference championships or win this many conference championships or if you want to base it on viewership, whatever. Say if you do X for X number of years in a row, your stake can go up. I think there are a lot of ways to work that um, that kind of makes it not such an issue. Uh, but again, I understand if if those four teams or any of of those four teams, uh, being Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado, would say, hold on, we've been a part of this conference uh, making the same amount. We're not going to take a pay cut just to stay in this conference. We'll find another conference who will treat us as equals. Because, again, it's about money. Uh, a lot of people read or at least heard about um, Dallas Mayor Johnson's op-ed in the Dallas Morning News uh, really selling SMU and Dallas to Power Five conferences. I think the mayor has been a great ally through a lot of this stuff. Obviously, all the 
the Dallas SMU Dallas uh, jerseys, that campaign uh, he's been huge with. Uh, I would love to see that go up a notch. Let's see some of those SMU Dallas, you know, flags waving in uptown or downtown or some things like that. Uh, I know uh, some people on the board have talked about how, you know, when you're in Fort Worth, you see TCU stuff everywhere. When you're in Dallas, not so much with SMU. Obviously, some of that argument goes to the types of cities that uh, Dallas and Fort Worth are, uh, and that's a very fair and valid argument. Uh, some of that goes to just go all in with it. Let's see what what can be done if Dallas really embraces SMU and kind of goes all out. I think the biggest thing from all of this is no one knows what's happening next. There have been very few legitimate rumors or leaks of any kind. Um, everybody is keeping a very, very, very tight lip situation. I think the circles that these decisions are being made in are very small. Uh, and it's likely with the... Um, just like happened with the USC and the UCLA announcement that it caught everybody by surprise because no one knew it was happening. I don't think there will be much info of something happening until it happens. Uh, obviously that can change and it can change whether a team wants to pressure a conference, a conference wants to pressure a school or anything like that. But right now you can tell that everyone's being very careful with all of this. All of that being said, I think there is reason to be optimistic, cautiously optimistic, as SMU fans know, that when the time comes, whether it's, you know, 24, 25, that SMU will not be playing in this version of the American Athletic Conference. Obviously, way down the road, um, the Big Ten and the SEC have proven that they are going to continue to grow, continue to get the best schools, and really make it them and everybody else. That is a bridge to cross when that comes. Uh, right now, uh, worry about Power 5 and the current situation, and hope that SMU ends up in a good spot and in a better spot than this athletic department's been in in a while. Until next time, thank you. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.